is Christine Conti, and you are listening to best-selling author of Split Second Courage. What if your fears were the key to your dreams? That's right, everyone. Available on Amazon right now as an ebook or paperback. Grab your copy today and unleash your inner superhero. What is holding you back from living the life you truly deserve? Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. How you doing, Brian? <laughs> I'm fired up, Conti. He's very fired up. I'm fired up. I'm a very passionate man. Passionate. There's thunder and lightning going on outside the window. A tornado I think warning. I think you've uh, upset the gods, I think is, what, is what's happening at this point. No, the, the, you know, I think that the, that the gods have upset me. Oh. And here we go. Oh. But not for we got a whole we got a whole episode that will come someday on on youth sports again and the, and the behavior of parents mm-hmm. and adults surrounding mm-hmm. youth sports whether it's the administration side or the just the general behavior hey you know of what parents. though we've what? talked about the the naughtiness of parents before yes. but honestly I think today we're going to talk a little bit about how freaking awesome parents can be M- most. Oh my gosh. Beautiful, caring, Crazy. loving parents. Right. right. Oh my goodness. I think that's where we should. Uh, uh, let's go. That's where we're going. Brian and I have not really talked to each other um, after after my little adventure that uh, that I went on last weekend. And, and we do it on purpose because we figured we'd save it for the airwaves. Right. <laughs> because, we, we need hot mics for this right, conversation. We need hot mics. And it's, hey, do you want to talk about this? All right. Well, let's not talk about it. We'll talk about it at the, at the show. And this is so freaking cool. And I know that, you know, Brian, I know you're going to make fun of me because I, you know, I do my normal, like, you know, Christine people. Christine, it's one of the most beautiful aspects of you. I never make fun of you because you stalk people, jump in their DMs and hijack people and 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 you you know you you've got a you, you know you've got a sniper's mentality here when it comes to making relationships and I admire it about you. I'll never ever make fun of you about it. So you can't don't put me in your mood with that. So well, I was actually talking to um Talking to our girl, um, Chrissy Haran this week, who actually writes for Runner's World magazine, who writes for, you know, uh, Tri World and, and does a lot of articles. And I said, Hey, I'm like, I have, I just experienced something that was just unbelievable. Probably one of the top 10, you know, amazing experiences just emotionally and everything in my life last weekend. And I said, you know, I would love for you to cover something uh, along the lines or think about it. And one of her questions was, so how did you, um, 
how were you asked to be a part of this? And I'm like, oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, so without, uh, you know, without holding you you all uh, in suspense any longer, um, I had the absolute honor and privilege of guiding um, Chris Nikich. That's how you pronounce his name. N-I-K-I-C. Who is the first ever person with Down syndrome to complete an Ironman and actually complete any races of that magnitude, a half Ironman or, or whatnot. Um, and he was the only one in the, in the world who has ever done this. So he's actually a world champion. Um, and he is extremely famous in the sports world. Um, he is an inspiration to millions of people all over the world. And his father, Nick, um, reached out to me about, I don't know, a month and a half before the race and said, you know, um, Christine, do you have any plans on June 11th? <laughs> okay. And, okay, there's – I didn't know what what he wanted. I'd never talked to him before. Um, and it was over a text. And we had just corresponded a couple times over the last year because we'd crossed paths maybe in races or whatnot. Um but I love that you cross paths. You cross paths. Like no, I've you seen, shot him in the. You got. I've you, seen you, Chris you, in races. Right. Like I follow the story. Um, you know, I follow him on Instagram, and I, I'll comment every once in a while. Like, wow, this is amazing. It's just an amazing story, which we'll get into. But I would, you know, just kind of I'm fascinated by it. Um, I love surrounding myself around people that are amazing, that are doing things in this world that I want to be a part of, or that. It's just changing, you know, they're, they're making, they're not just, you know, the little ripples they're making right now are making huge waves and right. changing the course of this world and how people Humanity. view, how people view people with any sort of physical or mental disabilities. And that is freaking amazing. And I wanted to be a part of that, even if it's a teeny tiny thing. And, um, you know, I kind of corresponded back and forth with Nick, the, the father, a couple of times I said, Hey, if you ever need me, I'm here. But that was it. I just kind of threw it out there, not expecting anything. And, um, and that's, you know, I said, here's who I am, you know, just whatever. And, um, yes. And he, he texted me. It wasn't an email. It wasn't like a random DM. It was got a, personal. It was a text. Yeah. And I said, absolutely. I said, absolutely. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know where it was. It could be anything. It could be like, oh, show up in like Bolivia, you know, <laughs> and be ready to do an ultra, you know, like right. no idea. But I was like, yes, whatever it is. And it wound up being um, the iron, the half Iron Man called, it's called the Eagle Man. Yeah. Um, it is in Cambridge, Maryland, where, where I had a love affair with jellyfish <laughs> doing the full Iron Man a few years ago. Um, but same, you know, pretty much same course, familiar with it. And he had asked me to guide Chris, which of course I was like, <gasps> oh my gosh, like this is, you know, this is big. And um, not just Chris was racing, we were we were going down to make history. So I was a part of this, you know, kind of historical, you know, event where it was four athletes four athletes from, you know, Special Olympics who have all different um, disabilities from, you know, severely autistic to nonverbal um, to, you know, major, major learning disabilities, physical, mental, you know, Down syndrome. And it was four athletes, four guides, 
and four parents. So we all went down together, or actually we went down. They were all living somewhere in Florida, everybody else in different places, and and there was me. And I met them, and they rented this big house. Um, it's actually this mansion built in 1760. It was crazy. All the pictures cool. I think came alive at night. I no <laughs> idea. Like all the things. Like it was. It was like a museum. We stayed in, but we ate together. We, you know, all stayed together. We hung out. You know, we watched basketball at night together. We. It was just an experience of, of just endless possibility. You know, like what, what is out there in the world is just limitless for people if you believe it. It's crazy, crazy time. It's it's so cool and unique, and and here you are, and you're in this living in this house with the four and the right. four, and and then the other, you know, the other guides and things like that. So, I mean, how do they, how did they come about Eagle Man? How did they come about, um, you know? picking the other three mm-hmm. athletes. So it was Chris and three others or Chris and four others? Chris and three others. Okay. And one of them was a girl. Okay. So she was the first ever. So if you, you have to remember that Chris Chris actually never did a half Ironman. Okay. So that I thought was interesting. Like he, he went, went right to the big right dog. Right to like the big dogs. <laughs> um, and he did Florida, the Florida Ironman, because he was there. But his dad, I got to spend a lot of time with the parents, yeah. which was really cool. Like So not just spending time with the athletes, but – Spending time getting to know the parents and what they've been through, having to advocate for their kids because, you know, these parents have been told their whole life that, you know, your kids should have been aborted. Like your kids are worthless. Your kids are never going to amount to anything. They should be in a, they should be locked up in a, you know, facility the rest of their life. They're never going to get a job or they don't have any skills and, you know, and they're like, no, I've, they're, these kids are somebody and, and you know, the kids have been told their whole life that they can't and they, and it's powerful. So these three kids, um, one of them, there's, there's like a special, um, it's almost like a special Olympics club down in Florida and they do some like triathlon sprints and things like that. Yeah. But, you know, but some after Chris kind of, you know, went out there and did this race, it gave them just the belief that yeah, I can too. He's a trailblazer. So what was what's crazy is that number one is that Chris's dad has received a lot of criticism. That people, you know, he's been slammed because how dare do you do that to your son? You're torturing him. You're he doesn't enjoy it. And he's like, no. The one thing I say to Chris is, I need you to have fun, have fun, have fun. He just learns differently. And the I didn't mention this yet, but his he created a charity. Um, and it's an organization called 1% Better. Okay. So Chris's dad has been working with Chris his whole life. And he realized Chris doesn't learn the same way. Right. He can't train the same way. You can't give a someone with Down syndrome or severely autistic a training block like, yeah. like the average runner and say, or the average triathlete and say, here, do this. It doesn't work that way. Nor anything else. No. Right. They think differently. They're, it doesn't work. So- Chris's dad has been researching with him and researching around the world, and he's got this theory of 1% better. Now, what he describes and what I experienced firsthand spending, uh, you know, three full days with Chris and then eight hours together (laughs) racing right next to me is that when, you know, if you could tell someone to go out and run 
you know, a mile, a half marathon. Okay. You know, the, the normal quote unquote, normal cognitive functioning person understands what that means. It doesn't work the same way. It's okay. We're going to run this far. We're going to run for this amount of minutes and then we're going to stop. We're going to run to that thing. Then we're going to stop. There's first, we're going to run straight and then we're going to turn and then we're going to go straight and then we're going to turn and then there's a turnaround and then we're back and then we're, it's like over and segments, over and pieces, over. Yeah, yeah. It's these segments and it's, you know, it's almost saying, okay, before you ran one lap today, we're going to do two laps because remember two is more than one and now you're succeeding. So it's this whole different way of thinking and they're now traveling around the country and they talk to teachers, they talk to all these people that kind of the way you look at the way you're teaching needs to change and giving, I mean, this is where I totally geek out on all the the cognitive, you know, teaching and pedagogy of this is this is, I got to experience this. I got to see Chris not understand when I say something. Like we've got two loops of this course. He didn't, he had no idea what that meant. Right. Two times. We're going to do this two times. It didn't matter. All right. You know what? You know what we're going to do? We're going to run. We're going to go straight left, straight left. And then we're going to go to the water stop and walk. You know, and, and then yeah. over and over and over. And then once we got there, okay, now we're going to do this and this. Okay. It, and it had to be so segmented and so, all right, run for two minutes, walk for 30 seconds, was that, run was for this, a minute, take 20 steps. Was that coached to you by Chris's dad or, or at all? And, you know, just kind of explain yes. just the, the, the basis of how he Yes, but you're not going to understand it right. until you're out there. Yeah, because of course. Even when we got out there and started running, I'm like, okay, we're, let's start running. And, you know, it's like I knew what he can what he's capable of i knew what his heart rate should be i knew what he's what mile pace is but when we first got out there i'm like all right come on run he's going like a 15 30 mile pace and i'm like okay what's happening like i'm like in panic mode because i'm like oh my gosh is something wrong physically this that no no it's yeah mentally you don't you can't like comprehend it unless you have that solid you know that's that that kind of solid plan in your head but it's not the same as what you would think it, it was just fascinating to see just the techniques have to be so different right and not yeah you know it's yeah it's not as easy as just like pushing your foot on the gas pedal and right. and go it's like the you know or the throttle or whatever it's there's just a, a different mechanism to in, to have it engage but it work but it but it works so for all the people that are like ah oh, these kids can't do this and this and i call them kids meanwhile everyone's like 20 and 30 right um oh they can't do this or that they can it's you know who has the problem we do we do our perception of our how, perception yeah, yeah. Is ego so arrogance. Off. This is how it's done. Yeah, we've been taught that we are supposed to teach you like this, and if you don't understand the way we're telling you, then right. it's your issue. No, yeah. no, no. The disability is in us that we're unable to understand how you know this, this other population can operate. Right, right. It's not a disability; it's a different ability. They are not disabled. They just do it differently. Oh my gosh! So yeah. some of the um, so so it was so obviously Chris has um, done this before, but there's never been a group. There's never been other people. Um, one of the one of the people that was uh, racing, he raced with his coach. His coach has been with him for like a year or so. Super awesome. Um, Jeff is his name, and he is um, – he actually 
super decorated triathlete. Yeah. Um, Every man Jack is his, uh, is his club out of Florida and they were working together and his partner, um, is autistic. I mean, r- autistic on the, that spectrum, um, nonverbal and, um, you know, Tourette's, you name it, smart guy, smart kid, right? but just has these disabilities, right? Right. right. Things so, that we would see as barriers, right. you know, um, not like us. So most of the, you know, the couple days that I was there, he, I really didn't talk with him. Like I'd be like, hi, or ah, blah, blah. like didn't really communicate. He's there, you know, you know, he's there or he's, you know, um, he, the morning of the race, this, I, we got up all together and, um, we're walking down from the house to the start line. His smile on his face. I mean, ear to ear, you could, he was so excited. So like, and we walked down, the smile never went away. Yeah. And I grabbed his, I grabbed his coach, uh, who was, you know, his guide. And I'm like, I, I think my heart just exploded. <laughs> I like, I, I, I'm speechless right. because of, what, how excited he was. And after the race, they killed it. First of all, the two of these killed it. It was like a 542 finish for the two of them. Half Ironman. That's half that's, Ironman that's is, an, is awesome. Yeah. I mean, half the people there don't finish that don't right. have half this stuff. Right. So, um, they did an amazing job. And after the race, I was like, I'm like, you are an Ironman. And he's like, I'm an Ironman. Yes. And he's talking and, right. he, and I'm like, Okay, there we go. There we go. It's, it was just such a power. Like for three days ahead, he didn't talk to me. And then just to see that come out. Stimulation of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unreal. And then, um, you know, there was, there was another, um, you know, another guy that was there. He was like 39. His, you know, he's just developmentally disabled and huge heart, amazing person, did an amazing job. Um, with his guide who they knew each other, but they've never trained together before. So that was, you know, so they were fine. And then there was the girl loved her to, you know, autistic kind of a lot of learning disabilities. Like can't, can't really read and, um, biggest heart ever. So nice. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and her guide, she hadn't worked with before, but you know, had kind of knew each other, but, um, they did, they did awesome. She, it, so and and this girl, it's what's interesting is she is actually the the other way because she is like I have to do this time and I have to do this time and I ha- it's very like completely driven completely by, yeah, driven yeah, yeah, by yeah. time and yep. numbers and and what you know for the couple days before everyone was working with her like listen just finishing is winning no woman has ever done this like right and you know I remember Nick's uh, or. Nick, Chris's dad, said to her, I just want to let you know, Chris finished his Ironman in, you know, six hours and 47 minutes, right? He just made the, the cutoff. Right. And he said, he is, a, you know, is like a trailblazer, like you said, in the world. He's famous because of that time. Yeah. That's a terrible time. I mean, yeah, well, that's not, right, right? right. Like, that's not a great time. Yeah. But you know what? He's famous because he finished. Because he finished it. Yeah. And he broke no, he the mold. It. Yeah, exactly. And it's understand, like, you know, it was like understanding that in and of itself is such an amazing feat. Sure. So, and this girl's actually going to go out to Kona and be the first girl ever with, you know, kind of competing like this for Kona in, 
in in uh, October. So wow. So um, I just I I love it. So Nick has advocated for a neurodivergent category in the Ironmans and the um, I think still working with some of the marathons, major marathons. How did uh, so? How does Ironman receive this? I mean, Ironman is a corporation in itself mm-hmm. and they're a business in itself, yeah. and and you know they're they're I guess they're they're sometimes rigid, right? They don't they don't. Oh yeah, no, they're yeah, rigid. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know they they don't uh, you know they're not always the most inviting uh, <laughs> bunch of people, right? They're, they're well triathletes in general. I, I I love them and I am friends with them, but they're extremely oh, type, the type A's. Type oh, A. Yeah, yeah. Those are some, mm-hmm. You know they're very 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 numbers driven and you know whereas runners can kind of be like loose and kind of hippies and you know in a sense or you know just a looser bunch um yeah a little bit looser a little looser some of them most of them i don't know that's my those are my people um but you know so how does iron man receive this were you welcomed by iron man does iron man have any part of this i mean obviously they're in the race So, so so um if you remember Back when I did my first Ironman, it was Ironman Foundation right. that kind of heard my story and were like, you know, we'd like to invite you to, to run on behalf of Ironman Foundation. That is who Chris originally got in with, right. the Ironman Foundation. And they usually take on athletes that, you know, you're overcoming cancer or you – it's just some the, special story, the story, right? Yeah, there's a hook. Um, and, they, and then they, you know, they'll, they'll help you. And you do raise some money, but, like, it's not that big of a – you know, but it's a very – important thing they support you and they bring you in and um it's it's really it's a they do a really great job and that money that you raise goes to some of their charities that they work with so that's really awesome so the Ironman Foundation there's a girl she's amazing named Caitlin and she was like our almost like our handler right um the liaison between the Ironman Foundation and those are the, the Ironman Foundation sponsored our bibs okay so it's the athletes raced under like the Ironman Foundation umbrella and so did the guides. So we were all like we all were in the Ironman Foundation kits. Kits, okay. When we cool. um competed and they so what you know what they're doing now and this was the first time that you know cuz Nick has been advocating and pushing this was the first time that there's been a neurodivergent category. So when you think of someone who um is like being pulled in a boat, right? Like there were two athletes that they, you know, swam, right. biked, and ran with, you know, swam with the boat, uh, biked with the person on the back, and then pushed them okay. on the run. Yeah. That's a category now. Okay. It's not, you know, before yeah. it was nothing. It was like, yay, finished. Yeah. Now it's a category. Yeah, no, you can compete. The, like the girl, obviously she was first place in the neurodivergent because she was the only one. Right. Like no one's ever done this before. And the other, like it was, really powerful and that is that's how we're working with this however i will tell you this the um iron man made all of us the day before do a um mandatory practice swim with our athletes okay so they were like if you can't what's crazy so this is so the um the three went out on one side and chris and i actually went out on the actual practice course and where all the other people are practicing, we swam for like 20 minutes together. Just totally fine. We get out of the water. We take our wetsuits off, you know. And they're like, um, I'm sorry. We need to see you swim. And Chris's dad was like, are you effing kidding? Yeah. Like, w- like he's he's done two Ironmans. Like, you're 
worried about them. Yeah. And they're like, well, it's it's policy. We need to see him swim. So right. they made Chris and I go back out. And Chris and I like um, were like, we didn't even put our wetsuits back on. Yeah. We were like, Pfft. Yeah. Um, and they made us swim some of the actual course. Like, I don't know, for another 15 minutes. We're right. like. Well, I guess there's you know, some sort of liability or whatever tricks and balances mm-hmm. of, of what you know making sure that everything's right. okay but right yeah like, but that's the thing what the dude's we were accomplished like, you know you're um, like google me right right you know but all and again the whole weekend it was people were coming up to chris and they're like he's a celebrity like look Legit. look him up yeah. all right chris uh nickich.com all right, n i k i c dot com. Um, yeah, like he won. A, he won the ESPY award, right? Won the for SB. courage and made the big speech. He which told was me really... all about his favorite person there. That was I was like, who's you know? Because yeah. I don't care about you know right. nothing. Yeah, blah blah blah. I'm like, so Chris, who is the nicest person at the ESPYS at the ESPYS? Yeah. Like, who is the nicest? Yeah. And he's like, it was Gronk. I was like, mother of God. Oh, God. Uh, well, that's the thing. You so know? funny. I he's was like, going to say, it was either Gronk or Peyton Manning. So he's like, he's like, oh, Gron- Gronkowski, you know. And he was like, and his girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. Because Chris loves good-looking girls. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Okay. He loves the ladies. The ladies uh, so love great. him. Although he does have a girlfriend. Okay. Um, that's a love of his life. But he does love, he loves the ladies. He t- all about it. <laughs> that's so I have cool. no... The you know the amount of stories he just can go on. So and did on you tell on. him you knew Gronk? Did you pull up any? I pictures? did pull up the pictures, yeah. and he's like, "Oh my gosh!" I'm like, "You know, you never know who I am, Chris. You know, yeah, you never know what kind of chaos rolls into town here. You know, um, it was fun. We had so much fun, and his dad. It was so funny. The day before, his dad's like, "You know, Christine, anyone who's ever guided Chris has never let him down. He's finished every race." No pressure. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> right? But he, like, really good, really great people. Um, and it, it just, you know, his dad's advocating and wants, you know, all right, we had four athletes. Like, it was only Chris before. Now we've got four athletes. He's like, next year I want, you know, fifteen. I want every. He's like, there's no reason why a race like the New York City Marathon can't have, you know, a category, like a, and a, not only a category, a, but, but like. Ten percent of their race right. should be this huge demographic of people that capable humans totally that are capable. able to yeah. And the best part is he's like, You're telling me that all these jobs that are out there that you know, many people don't want to do, these kids would love to do those, you know, entry level jobs. You're telling me now that if they complete like an Ironman that they don't have the skills yeah. in order to yeah, it, and it's you know it's just like that's the thing that made me sit back and see. I, I knew there was a bigger picture, but to see that that bigger picture out there of look at the opportunity and the confidence you're giving these kids that have always been told that they are nothing, and now they're finishing races and getting it. it there's it's just it's magic. I can't even. How did uh, how does the preparation for it and like you know you obviously you got to get used to working with each other. You've never been a guide <laughs> like this in a sense. Did you have any uh, you know anticipation or uh, you know just kind of thoughts on how it would go and was any of that changed once you met him? He's like the biggest lover ever. Like you're just he hugs and hugs and hugs and right. just is one hundred percent you know just open heart open heart. There's no like you've talked about it before with you yeah. know on the show it, about it, the kids you the deal autistic with. kids and just the, the love and it's unconditional right yeah. they they speak like it is I mean Chris told me flat out on the bike that I was um, 
we were talking about, oh my gosh, we were talking, he, he gave me this, let's just say he can definitely, um, write a romance novel if, he, <laughs> if this doesn't work out for him. But when he was talking, he was pedaling faster. So like, I could have cut him off and been like, Hey Chris, this story's getting R rated, but I'm like, oh, yeah. whatever. But he was keeping his like RPMs up. Yeah. And he and like we were going a lot faster when he was telling stories. Right. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just gonna go with this. And we get into something because he loves the ladies, he loves to talk about the good looking ladies, right? And I was like, Chris, who's the who's the hottest girl in the world? Right? And he's like, Oh, this lady from the TV. And I was like, No, wrong answer. Mm-hmm. And um and I said, It should be your girlfriend, your girlfriend. <laughs> I'm like, you know what, just for that, <laughs> like I would I would smack you if I was you know, if I was close <laughs> enough. We're on our bikes, you know. Yeah. And um and then I said, She's number one. He's like, Christine, well, you know who's the number one uh the, the hottest girl in, in uh, Iron Man, Maryland? I was like, Yeah, it's me. I'm right next to you. <laughs> like here I am. He goes, No, no, no. I go, Okay, I don't this is not <laughs> happening. He's like it's this, it's this woman, Rhonda. And we're going to, I can't wait to, we're going to get Rhonda on the show at some point. It's Rhonda. I go, are you kidding me? I, he's like, no, Christine, you're the second hottest. <laughs> Rhonda, you know how beautiful Rhonda is? And I was like, Chris, we are now fighting. Okay. I'm not here to be second. I'm not here to be average. Okay. Yes, I love Rhonda, but seriously, that's what you just told me. I was like, that's it. And I pedaled away from, and I came back and yeah, I was like, yeah, I still yeah, love yeah, you. But yeah, yeah. it's like, it was stuff like that just that so you're much like, fun while out there. It, it's hysterical. Anything that maybe deterred the mind from, from you know, what's, going what's on. actually happening. Yeah. Um, it, Honestly, the same, I had the same kind of fear of going down to that hundred miler. Whereas like, I don't really know anyone. And the most important thing is to, I know when I got down there was to build a relationship with Chris and have him trust me. Like I'm, I'm here, I'm human. I'm, you know, I will protect you, whatever you need. Um, but it was to have fun. Like I wanted him to finish. Yeah. It wasn't. I knew that I wasn't going to be like you better. Yeah, yeah. There were times when yes, I did. I did coach him, and I did. You know, say you need to. You know, you need to put your panties on, and you need to run to that corner, <laughs> so or like you You're know, awful. there would be people like no, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. You're trying to do it in a fun way, but right. like I was serious. Like yeah. I was like, I don't really want to hear it. Yeah, you, still you know, he'd it. be like, Christina, it's hot. I go, okay, and. Yeah. All right. The sky's blue. You better keep running. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and people are like, wow, she's tough. And I'm like, no, no, because he's dogging it. Yeah. His dad told me. Yeah. I'm like, your dad is going to kill you. Um, I mean, we stopped and had dance parties. Like we said, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. but I knew we would finish. I knew we had the cutoffs. I, we're fine. It's like, again, any of it. Technique. Like, it, was there pacing? Was there, were you coached like to, to maintain this? Was there a mark that you were looking to hit? I knew, I knew the times. Like, I knew where we needed to be. Um, we went out and practiced the day before, too. But that was really it. Um, I knew, I know, you know, I was told, like, here's, here's what he is capable of. Yeah. Here's what. Yeah. You know, and I knew yeah, here's we wanted to, yeah. we wanted all four of the athletes to finish. That was number one. So number one is keep him safe. Number two, finish. Well, number two is have fun, but also finish, yeah. you know, his dad was like, he needs to finish. And I'm like, well, finish. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm, you know, again, I'm a little bit more positive. I'm going to go out there and you're going to work, but it's, yeah, we're going to make it happen. I don't. So everybody finished? Everybody finished. All right. Mm-hmm. And the one fella, he really, he can move, huh? Yeah. Which one was he? Um, the, so the first athlete that came in, 
um, was autistic, nonverbal, like the one with the trainer from Florida. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And they, you know, just this trainer knew like to, to how he could be pushed. Right. Um, and again, you're half of me is like, you don't know some, you know, like it was hot, it, you know, and, and not knowing if they can't express to you their exact hydration or their, you know, it's not like, oh, by the way, you've never had a banana before on the course or eaten. How is that going to affect your body? Yeah. It like, there's things that you're like, yeah, sure. You're out there and now it's just the two of you. Right. And, and you know, is this right or wrong? Is this, right. You know, you're is kind this of like, is, yeah, like I know when you're like, you know, cause again, who's in charge of the nutrition and your hydration? It's me. It's like, you are, that's right. number one. It's not you. Like you better be in such good shape. That not, that nothing bothers you, right? Um, so it was a freaking miracle the last five years that I came from being deathly afraid of the water and hyperventilating <laughs> to being able to <laughs> swim and be a guy. Guide and a also, I would stop because we he breathes left and I would breathe right, so I could see him. Um, but there were people. I mean, at some point, people would swim up and try. Like, there's a lot of people in the water, um, and I would be mama bear, and I would kind of stop a little bit, and like my breaststroke kick would like kick people yeah, in the face, so yeah. I could. But so I would block. Give me some space. So like you know, me, big yeah, because there's big, an actual there's, big Christine over here is like right. literally blocking swimmers. But like you said, you know, there's a race going on. There's traffic on the bike. There's tra- you know, there's mm-hmm. there's runners. There's yeah. You know, there's a lot there's of a lot action going on, going on in the air. You've got to also kind of be part bouncer slash guide and security but you're and also, all that. Yeah. you're also competing in the race. Yeah. Right. Like you are – Right. Like you better be in such good shape that like – like for me, I'm swimming and then I'm coaching. I'm like, I'm swimming, swimming. I'm like, Chris, put your head down. Chris, keep kicking. Oh, I blocked the swimmer. Okay. Well, now I'm still swimming. Yeah. Like, you know, you – there's a lot – Yeah, for 1.2 miles. Going on. Right. right, it's a half Iron Man. It's not a sprint, <laughs> right? There's a long time in the water. Um, yeah, I mean, you better you better be, know what you're doing. Put it that way, yeah. as a as a guide. But I think that more people need to experience being a guide, and 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 go through this process because I think that you will you will have you know it's one thing to pace. I love pacing, right? I love pacing races. Super fun. This was a whole nother level. Because you are with that person, like you, like yeah. that. It, it was, you know, it was, um, like I said, an experience of a lifetime. I am so lucky to to do that and and be an advocate now for just to see what they go through the whole operation. And I mean, it's hard for the parents. The, the you know, parents are yeah, crying. Yeah, the, but like all on the race like people are coming up to him like crying you know all weekend it was getting pictures it's i mean it has to be thousands of pictures you know like right. just how about crazy. the uh how about like the finish itself and post finish like you know how, how was it received and and was you know the big crowds are the, i mean iron man uh itself and you are an iron man and all those things yeah. that, that go on i mean i don't know if they do that with the half and eagle man but you know it's it's always the pretty big celebration you know when you're coming through and and all this stuff so how how does that there go? was still a lot of people it wasn't yeah. again um because chris and i like it took us you know almost like eight hours to do it yeah um you know it wasn't a you know bazillion people at the finish line but also uh i love when um Chris sprints past me. That's fine. That's awesome. He did it a couple times. And I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> like, he literally sprinted all the way down. And I'm like, 
Ser- like this is where I'm like, okay, Mister, I dogged it for a couple times, and you have this much energy to sprint, right? And I can't chase, I can't catch you, like, yeah, drives me crazy. Anyway, it was really funny, but that, don't my high school track athletes do that too? Sometimes I'm like, so I'm like where the heck was that? Where, does this come where from? was that the whole time? Um, <laughs> it was. I mean, they're just so happy and so proud and. Um, you know, everyone's cheering and then they, you know, obviously the person announcing was like, and this is, you know, and Chris is coming through world champion, blah, blah, blah. Like they'll, you know, they'll yeah. announce it, but it was really, really cool to see. And then all the other athletes were there too. So they could all be together. Um, it, it was awesome. Yeah. No, it's so, like, look, you are crazy. One of life's heroes, Christine <laughs> Conti. I'm not kidding you. You're laughing, but I mean, I, w- it. I just feel like it's. People should do this. People would do this. I get that, right? Uh-huh. Like that's the way you know we feel about things. Like, why wouldn't you want to do this? This is amazing, you know. But but like you know, you just you, you work yourself into these opportunities because uh, you, you know because of who you are and you know and, and and where your heart is, which is you mm-hmm. know nothing short of spectacular. Uh, it, it really is fun. I and I like getting the updates and things like that all weekend long. You know, Christine would send us send me a picture of all of them in the water and say, yeah. "My heart is melting." It and is now. Oh I know gosh. it's because that kid had the huge smile on his face once he understood that you know it was about to go down. And and uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's just it's. It, I mean, you are living an extraordinary life, and it's comes from helping other people. We talk about this all the time, right? It's selfish is what we do. Exactly, right? Right? <laughs> right? You can't do selfish. anything you can't do anything for anybody else without it being slightly selfish. But yeah, you, you get to you get to live this extraordinary life and, and be a part of these amazing experiences. And it's just because, you know, you A, have the ability to go out and just, you know, hey, when are you available for a half Ironman next week? Yeah, sure. No problem. And then uh, people always ask you, they like they'll yeah. ask me all the time. Why do you train so hard? Why do you what are you, you training know for? It's around the corner. And I go, I, I said, I want to be ready. Business, physical, anything, because the opportunity, you never know when it's going to come right. up. And. Yeah, if if someone was if someone said to you, Brian, hey, can you guide this athlete for a marathon tomorrow? Could you do it? Yes. Right. If someone's like, hey, Christine, can you guide this person for a freaking Ironman tomorrow? I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Like you yeah. just, I don't know. You yeah. train your whole life. You're just ready, ready. Always. We got that one from uh, Jesse Itzler. Said mm-hmm. that you know, I just want to be in the type of shape that no matter when, if somebody says to me, we're running a marathon tomorrow, you in? I can yeah. say yes. Yeah. And that's it. Right, it might not be a PR, but no, it doesn't no, matter. No, 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 absolutely. And uh, yeah, I, you know, I think, and once you once you kind of get there, it's not that hard to, you know, you, you get some maintenance, but not a ton. And uh, and look, you know, saying yes is always, yeah. you know, that that's mm-hmm. that's when the good stuff happens, right? If you if you're if you're if you're saying no to that, or I need this time, mm-hmm. eh, chances are that opportunity is going to go away. Or the parents were like, you know, the parents. A lot of people were, or the parents I remember were like. Thank you so much, blah blah. And I go, no. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your children and trusting. You know, I said to Chris's dad, to Nick. He's like, thank you so much. I said, no. Thank you for trust. I said, thank you for this life changing experience. And I said, thank you for trusting me. Seriously. With your son, like you're you trusted your son with rando Christine, <laughs> right? A fit crazy. Like he's got crazy as a superpower, right? It is my superpower. <laughs> um. But that, like, that's a really big deal. Yeah. And, you know, I don't take that for granted. And, and with our kids, like, think about entrusting our kids with someone that, right. you know, and, and, you know, he knows who I am, but like, right. 
really at the end of the day, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. You know, you just think about all the people that say, you know, uh, exercise sucks or it's boring or like, it's not for me. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, and all these things. And I just think of all the great things and experiences and life moments and just all these things that, that can really come from, from all of it. And you know, and it, and it does start, it does start, you know, my kids are playing, Mm -hmm. you know, youth sports and, and you know, they're, they're, you know, like Brian Price always says, Mm -hmm. our friend Brian Price, you know, sports, you hashtag sports and like all this life that happens through our activities and our ex, you know, our, our exercising and, and our competitions even, and we come in here and we do a recap whenever we do the mm-hmm. Boston Marathon right. or anything wacky like that, or, you know, and we, we count our black and blue toenails like as badges of, of honor, you know, in a sense, and be like, you know, I'm proud to have those. Uh, you know, it's pretty pretty neat to, you know, to, to you know, be able to get one of those, I guess. Uh, you know, it's almost as good as the, as the medal sometimes. Um, but, yeah, you know, I just think that it's 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 just – it's a life worth living. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to have Nick and Chris on the show. All right. So stay tuned um, for, for, for them to just share their story and journey. We'll get a racy story, a racy, uh, no, we will not. Um, <laughs> from, from Chris. Is it's, he, gonna, he might, is it going to be might. PG. He might. Um, it's better when it's, when yeah, it's of course. Um, no, no, no. But Nick, Nick has just been an amazing advocate. And I think, um, Y'all are going to love uh, hearing about 1% better. And that's their, you know, again, that's that's the movement of every day, 1% better, you know. And I, I love it. I love it. It was amazing. And I can't wait. I can't wait to, to travel the world and, and help guide athletes all over the place. I which... told you, if it's running, I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'm not much of a swimmer. It's fine. Especially to guide anybody. I might need the guide for, for that. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> right? I, 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 how cool would that be? Yeah. How cool would that be if one of these kids was my guy? <gasps> yeah, <laughs> right. I, look, you know, I can bike, I can pedal. So, I mean, you, but some of them are really good. Yeah, so. I believe Just, it. I believe it. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I wouldn't. I, I would love that. <laughs> I think that that would be something I would embrace. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I just, um, yeah, if it's running, if it's guiding, if it's blind or you know mm-hmm. whatever it may be um you know we can always we can always do this we've got to get your story to greg Hanna, who's our friend down at mm-hmm. villanova who runs the level program there that there's students with disabilities program mm-hmm. he needs to know about this uh and uh you know christine everybody needs to know about this i know that's yeah. why i'm i'm getting the word out i think um you know i'd said to i said to nick i said we'll get you let's get this on the podcast let's put it out there and then let's connect let's connect you both with you know, any of our network that needs to hear this story and, and they're speakers by the way. So again, reaching out to them, they speak with schools, they'll go, I'd love to see them, um, keynote at some big fitness conference where we have connections with, I think is a huge, huge opportunity around the world for another group of people that many of them are also athletes. Yeah. So yeah, I know let's get some, let's get some, magazines let's get some publicity um again they're 
they're really well known, but it, this is only the beginning. It, there's enough. There's enough nonsense out there that uh, needs to be smothered by good stuff yep. like this. Yep, so yep, yep. Let's uh, let's do it. Let's uh, you know you keep me keep me posted on your next uh, endeavor with this with this one percent better functions uh, uh, group here. And mm-hmm. uh, and again, count me in for anything you need because uh, I want some of this too. Conti. Oh, so good. I'm going to let you so have good. all the fun. So good. And uh, you know, and, and all and all of it. You know, just keep it coming. Mm-hmm. Fit crazy going to be is fit crazy going to be. By the way, uh, I've never run a race where um, I had I was asked like I just need a hug. Well, the race. During the race. During the race. Like, yeah. Christine, I need a hug. Yeah. We would just stop. I felt like I needed a we hug would, during the race. I just never asked for anybody for one. We would stop yeah. and just hug many times during the race. It's awesome. At one point, I was like, you know, I can't, we, we can't hug too much. I said, because we're losing time. I said, we need to make the cutoff. I said, but you know, Half you know, hug. you run, you run, you run a little faster. I'm like, we can hug again. Yeah. But but these are the things that you're like Right, little yeah, little little carrot, little dangling you just carrot, don't you know. Experience that where someone just genuinely is like I'm tired, I don't feel good, I need a hug. Like <sighs> Yeah. We all know it. We oh all we've all felt it, right? Oh my god. We just don't ask. Oh god. So, anyway, that's right. what life's about. That's all I have to say about I'm, that. I'm a big fan life's of you, Christine about. Conti. You oh, keep it coming. Sh- All right. All right. Let's do it. On that note, everybody, (laughs) amazing stuff. My name is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. We are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.